0: This is Relationship, a podcast presenting a gay look at traditional relationships and values. With your hosts, the Cretellis. I'm Marco. And I'm Tony. I said a hip hop, a hip a hippie to the hip, hip hop and you don't stop. A rockin' to the bang, bang, boogie set up, jumps the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie, the beat. Now what you hear is not a test, I'm rapping to the beat. And me, the groove, and my friends are going to try to move your feet. Do you know that song? Does, Does the hip stop? My hips never stop. My hips never stop. Does you know the beat that song? stop? <laughs> I said a bang bang boogie to the, to, to, to <laughs> the, boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to the beat. Yes, of course I know that. Why right. do I sound like Yogi Bear at that I don't the know end of hey. the bang The rhythm of the boogie to the beat. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. That was bizarro. <laughs> The rhythm of the beginning of me. Um, <laughs> A picnic basket. <laughs> wow. No. And show. That's it. We could never top that done. joke. We're, we're going to stop forever. Thank we're you so good. much, everyone. Thank you so much. This is awesome. um How are you feeling?
1: I am exhausted. Hello. <laughs> Hello. We we took Steve to Six Flags for his birthday. And happy we, birthday, Steve. Happy belated birthday. Um, and we uh, definitely got there a little bit after opening. We got a little bit later of a start than we wanted, but we were there almost all day. We rode just about everything we wanted. We only took one break, kudos to us, um, and that break was just to refill and refuel. Um, y'all drank so much of a certain drink. I'm not going to name it because they ain't cut that check, so um but y'all had a whole lot i wish
0: you would stop saying of a
1: drink with electrolytes in it (laughs) uh and we had a ton of fun but i am exhausted we were all by the end of it we were like yeah i'm just gonna go to bed i think we all took a shower and then went to sleep
0: yeah well i mean as new yorkers we have to walk around the city all the time but because of covid we have not been doing much walking around yeah yeah so we were a little out of practice Mm -hmm. um I will say that I tried to do my best to take advantage of walking opportunities. So, like, when we were walking upstairs, I was, like, skipping stairs so that I can get them glutes working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I was doing, like, that type of stuff like that. But it was a long, hot day. We were sweating. Yeah. All day. All day. It didn't burn so much. No, but- you didn't. Yeah. You, you, you did a decent job of putting on some sunscreen, I, I things did. of that nature. Um, yeah, but we were, our, like, our faces were sweating. We god love the little fans that i've bought those were <laughs> best life-savers. investments ever super lifesavers mine was I've...
1: on non-stop and it lasted almost the entire let's day let's talk
0: about the one that i got for you because that one was fun
1: i got tony one that looks like a tape that measure is, that is a product i would endorse if, if y'all are listening <laughs> i will gladly That's do funny. something on instagram for you
0: <laughs> i got one for tony that literally looks like a tape measure and it attaches to your belt and it or makes, to a lanyard around your neck or to a lanyard around your neck but it literally gives you the ability to like put it on your belt and then have the fan blow up your shirt so your body stays cool which is amazing um, which is really cool and then it also has the ability to like attach to a lanyard hang or, around your neck and hang blow in your face neck and your face and things of that nature too which is really nice too, i kept so.
1: oscillating between detaching it and blowing it over like specific areas like the back of my neck and then hooking it back up to my head. I amazing. definitely
0: felt like an 80s doctor with a beeper. I'm glad you enjoyed it, though. Like, mm-hmm. it worked very well. That That's worked awesome. well. And then I have a little... Like, I bought myself Don't a say little... the name of it. No, I just bought a fan. What are you <laughs> talking about? I'm not saying that <laughs> the name. I bought myself a fan that is really cool because it, like, it looks like... um It almost looks like a Wii remote. Yeah. Um, but in pill form. And then it, like... <laughs> folds open or like unfolds mm-hmm. and then it's like a fan but and it has a flashlight too It also has a flashlight which, which is kind of really cool. helpful when we were on skull mountain we the, the ride that shall not be named <laughs> but that was a lot of fun if y'all go to six flags you can skip that one it's not good it's not good what do we call it skull cube smart <laughs> yeah because <laughs> that's essentially what it was was like a storage space that they put a uh uh Mini coaster, coaster rag, mini coaster, mini uh, coaster track. Yeah, bin. yeah. Like it's it was literally like
1: scary. they had leftover parts, and someone with some spare time was like, "Eh, I'll just put them together." Let's
0: let's make the roller coaster go around the boxes. Yes, right? Stuff like exactly. That, crazy. That was exactly the most ridiculous thing ever. Anyways, it was. um, yeah. And then my fan was great, and it lasted all day. Yep. And that fan was blowing really, really strong mm-hmm. all day, which was like nice. Yeah, I will never I go like to a theme park without a, a fan ever again. I know. I'm see. I tell you all the time how smart I am. I do. I like. I know. It looks like I like to just spend a lot of money and I'm not going to say I don't because you do. Um, but I will say that I do a very good job of like planning ahead and like thinking of things. And I'm like, oh, this would be super helpful, super helpful in this scenario. And and it was it was super helpful. And you were very thankful. I was. It was um, awesome. Yeah. I'm good. We rode a ton of rides. We rode every, just about every ride. A couple we were, of them we were, were de- closed. We
1: were defeated by Superman once again. Once again,
0: <laughs> Superman.
1: So years ago when we went to Six Flags, we were on the Superman ride. Literally, they had tipped us over to start the ride and they were like, mm, too much rain. Yeah. And so we didn't get to get on and we stood there for like a good two hours in Ooh. the rain, hoping Ooh. that we would be able to get back on. So Ooh. we left.
0: Yeah, which is annoying because that is exactly what happened to us at Kingdom Ca.
1: Yes, we were literally Kingdom King We were literally on the ride, ready to be fired up at that thing at whatever hundred and something miles an hour it goes. We
0: were on the fucking track. Like, we were ready to go. <laughs> we were they at the were part of the to... track
1: that pushes you up the rest of the ride. We were yeah. good to go. We
0: were good to go. And they were like, Ah, there's
1: a problem. Yeah. And then we. So we left. We did some more stuff. We came back. We were like, All right, we're gonna get out this time.
0: And they're like, Ah, there's a problem. I'm like, You know what? i'm not riding this today because something's broken (laughs) i'm not doing it yeah my life is not gonna be hanging in the balance so
1: we rode bizarro twice which was fine because up until i discovered nitro bizarro was my favorite roller coaster but now with nitro oh my gosh nitro is my favorite number one the best roller coaster honestly hands down best roller coaster i've ever been on love it and that um that distinction has been held by the ninja for like almost 20 years. Yeah. Um and uh now, yeah. No, Nitro. So if you go to six flags, go to Nitro. Nitro. She did it. So she good. It. So, so good. So great. Yeah. We were
0: six flags gays that time. That was fun. Oh, the with, gays were with, out at with, Six Flags With, with a child. Yeah, with a child. <laughs> with a a year old with us. <laughs> yes. Um it was fun. Yeah, no, the gays were out. Everybody mm-hmm. was looking at my short I wore very short shorts. You um, did. But whatever. My legs got a nice little color on them, which is nice. <laughs> um but yeah no we had fun we it was had a, a great time. time a lot of laughs aside from being like sweaty messes uh we had a really good well in
1: my and my brief stint as a dad holding everybody's stuff on the first ride because the lockers were broken
0: i so if anyone gets to, yes tony was very much so a dad i should have taken <laughs> pictures of that but i, also I had your was phone <laughs> in full dad status you were you were dad the all day. Mustache, <laughs> the members only dad hat um the fanny pack. The tall the, socks. The tall socks. <laughs> the, yeah. I was full on dad and I loved you were, it. You were a dad. I loved it. And I was like, <laughs> ooh definitely got to go to the gym so that i don't have the dad bot to attach with that uh, profile that was the whole thing um yeah so it was fun we had a good time great Anyways, time. let's hop, hop into our hashtag queer relationship goals for the day if, if we, only if
1: there's roller coasters there oh
0: i like the i like the sound of that <laughs> reporting to you live from king dakar <laughs> you're gonna love these people <laughs> every week tony and i will pick a wonderful queer couple and highlight them as our hashtag queer relationship goals our hope is to bring these uh, relationships to the forefront and give a sense of positivity and perspective to the queer relationship narrative. If you and your partner are interested in becoming our hashtag queer relationship goals, or if there is a queer relationship that you admire and would like to bring to our attention, please reach out to us, tag us, On your couple's photos on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, our handle is at podrelationship. Tony and I will take a look at these photos and posts and could potentially highlight you and your partner on an episode of the podcast this week. Tony and I are, I don't know what just happened there. I like took a gasp of air in the middle of saying the word Tony. Um, That was interesting. (laughs) Um, That being said, Tony and I this week are highlighting Toby and his lovely partner, Aaron, I can't tell if they're married or if they're just cute BFs, but either way, they're cute cute being the operative word. (laughs) They're so friggin' adorable. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with them. Yeah. Um, I love them. And when I look at their pictures, the only thing, the only song that comes to mind is love, 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 precious love. (laughs) I get it. Like, there's something about them that is just so sweet. Um, and it's just precious. And I'm just a fan. I'm a huge fan.
1: They're that couple where like, if you were walking to your seat in a restaurant and you saw them sitting somewhere, you would like, stop, you yeah. would stop and you would look at them. Yeah, And then you be like, Oh, right. That's not appropriate. And you yeah. would like continue to your seat, Yeah, but true. you couldn't help, but look at them. Like they're just, there's something about them. They're just, I don't know. They're striking, but they're not like. They're not like crazy model emaciated weird. Like no, they're just they're just like naturally beautiful they're people.
0: Cute, yeah. They're so yeah. cute. Um, you can find them. I just realized I never gave anybody their uh, Instagram. Yeah, they don't need that. It's fine. <laughs> but you can find they're Toby and Aaron. Um, Toby, you can follow him on Instagram. He is at T as in Toby, D as in dog, R I S. E as in elephant, B as in boy, O-R-O-U-G-H. That's td Riseborough i think that's what it is yeah that's what it is toby danger riseborough that's so cute it's funny that his middle name is danger i don't know that i believe that i i, I would like to see some identification <laughs> sir i believe it might be d <laughs> I, I, would, I would like to see some identification sir um and then his partner aaron is a Patrella 15 on uh instagram that's a p as in Paul, E-T as in Toby, R-E-L-L-A 15. Um, And that is on Instagram as well. Again, just the cutest couple. Um, They've got some fashion sense as well, which I really like. So it's funny. I mean, this is going to sound like shade, but it's not shade. I promise you. Here it comes. But um what's interesting like they've got some style right like so they dress really well but it's so interesting because we live in new york right so new york is like the fashion capital of the world so when you see fashion you see fashion right like people are like dress dressed um and so what i love is that for road for rhode island these guys are like fashion Killing it. Killing do you it. see what i'm saying mm-hmm. like they are and you know of course rhode island's gonna have different fashion standards and expectations, blah, blah, blah. But these guys are killing it in they Rhode are. Island.
1: They absolutely um, are. They are
0: just They are just doing it. They're actually it.
1: killing it around the world, as, they it, are. as it turns out.
0: They are. I just, like I said, they've got jackets. They've got plaid. They've got boots. The shoes. Every time I'm, like, looking at a picture, they've got All the, the shoes. cutest shoes on. All like, the I'm shoes. Just, I'm a huge fan. Um, and, again, just so much love, so much... I don't know. Togetherness. They're just super cute. I'm obsessed. I think I'm obsessed with them. Um, Toby has a post on May 15th of last year that's wishing uh, Aaron a happy birthday. But he says to one of the warmest, kindest and most animated people I know, you're a perfect partner, and I'm truly so blessed to have you in my life. Thank you for your patience with me while I slowly lost my mind after work from home began. Uh, Because Toby is a spin instructor. Mm -hmm. So just imagine how difficult the pandemic was for him you know Mm -hmm. um he says you've been cooking us meals nearly every day and dragging me out for walks around the neighborhood which is definitely needed i'm so happy we've had more time to spend together these past few months although we aren't on a warm sunny beach this year i look forward to exploring the world together soon and i die Mm -hmm. i die they're so sweet and they're i just i they could not be cuter they're adorable. It. They cannot be cuter. So
1: they should be our travel buddies. We'll let you know the next time we're going somewhere. well
0: come with us to the DR in October. That's Let's an open invitation to all of you all too. So if you want to like come party with the Cretelles, come come to the DR with us in October. um Send us you know uh, send us shoot us an email. We'll let you, we'll let you know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. It's cheap. <laughs> it's so and cheap and it's lovely. And we'll be there. Um, and so it's cool. But don't let that stop you. <laughs> Anyways, if you want to follow Toby and Aaron on Instagram, check them out. Uh Toby is again T D Riseborough. That's T D R I S E B O R O U G H on Instagram and Aaron his lovely partner is A Patrella. That's A P E T R E L L A 15 on instagram check them out double tap their shit let them know that the Cretelli sent you fall in love with them the way that we did and let that be that petrella i wonder if we're related <laughs> i mean every italian in the world is not related to one another <laughs> just like all black people don't know what another no, so. but there's
1: some petrellas in our family
0: well that's lovely mm-hmm. um we are going to take a short break tony and i will be back in just a bit to try to solve the world's problems Cretelli style Hey, y'all. We just wanted to take a quick second to talk about our favorite grooming brand and the number one shave brand in Italy, Parasso.
1: Whether you want a smooth, barber-quality shave or you need to give your beard the proper TLC,
0: Parasso has you covered. Their range of shave formulas address your specific beard and skin type, giving you a comfortable, consistent shave every single time. Or for any stage of beard growth, Parasso has the perfect items for you. With four different scents to choose from, the Beard Care products leave your facial hair looking, feeling, and smelling great. It's so true. I, um, I'm i actually very prone to ingrown hairs and razor bumps. Um, and so I've been actually using the Parasso Red line, which is the coarse beard and nourishing line. Um, I love it so much because it's infused with sandalwood and shea butter. And so that not only like softens my hair, but it helps prevent incoming ingrown hairs um, and things of that nature. So my skin is left feeling and like looking absolutely smooth it gives me a super close shave and I love the smell of sandalwood and it leaves me smelling Really, really nice.
1: It's great. I um I keep either a, a low to medium sized beard. Um, and so I love, and you'll have heard me say this before, the wooden spice products. Uh, I'm always more of the woody and spicy person as opposed to the citrusy. Um, and I really like it's just this robust scent that is always like it's clean, but it's like very manly, and I just love it. I wear it every single day, and sometimes I use both the bomb and the oil.
0: Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you want to experience an Italian shave right from your own bathroom or your beard needs some extra attention, head to paraso usacom right now and snag some paraso shave or beard items made for your particular skin or beard needs. That's paraso
1: usacom and at checkout use code relationship15 for all your purchases
0: today. Get 15% off your purchase today at paraso usacom when you use code relationship15 at checkout.
1: Up your shave or beard game with Parasso today, and don't forget to tell them the Critelli sent you. Bye. Bye!
0: So if you know anything about me and Tony, you know that we love a good game. We sure do. We love board games, we love video games. Card love, games. I'm sorry? Card games. Card games. Card games yeah. Mind, Mind games. games. <laughs> Mind games, yes. <laughs> Yes, you do like to play mind games. Hunger games? Um, no. <laughs> um, that was funny. I actually will give you credit for that one. Um, But one of the card games that we have played on this show before is uh, from this really amazing Black-owned company called uh, Tonight's Conversation, The Card Game, Mm -hmm. which I really appreciate. They have all these different card games that are really cool. Um, The one that we played on this podcast was the Date Night one, uh, which was really cool because it just gives you the opportunity to have some fun like conversation starters and things of that nature. And, And we did that, and we had a really good time with them. But we got one of the other expansion packs, which is really fun. Um, And the expansion pack is the After Dark Edition. Um, So this is really fun. The back of the pack says, dim the lights, get cozy, and enjoy an uninhibited night of Q&A. Tonight, let's talk After Dark lowers inhibitions and delves deeply into physical compatibility. This edition is not for the prudish or faint at heart. It is for those couples, friends with benefits, or sexual explorers that want to add a little something to their boudoir experience take things to the next level or learn some new tricks tonight let's talk about erotica and see where the night takes us Ooh, And you I forgot to mention that the card company is sa- black owned i said that that Did was you? literally one of the first things i you said. sure yes i'm positive i'll we'll have to listen um, again i didn't hear it <laughs> you not hearing something i said i like that is just news to me what um anyways um yeah, so this is exciting, and I'm very thrilled to play this card game. It's gonna get a, It's gonna get a little risque, but I think I think we're far enough along in in the podcast this this time around that people can start listening to some of the raunch. Should that I got should to I offer. dim the lights? No, no, thank you. Because then you can't read the cards. I was gonna say you're you know old. Me, My <laughs> wow, <laughs> not a good start. It's a sexy time to see,
1: you know. <laughs> Leave the lights on, Mavis.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, this is stupid. This is a stupid question, so I'm not going to ask it, but oh. I'm going to start. But this question is, have you ever kissed a person of the same sex? I mean, come on. Oh, come on. Oh, this card deck is heteronormative. Hello. Um, okay. So here's a really good one. Um, how important is great sex to a relationship? Very. Yeah. Yeah, for I'll sure. Elaborate.
1: Um, You can get by on adequate sex, and that's fine. And I do believe that maintenance sex is a thing and Ooh. that it's okay that it's not having great sex all the time but if you don't have great sex like a few times a year that to me is like problematic at least for me
0: what about you yeah i i mean it's interesting because i feel as though um because we are um uh, we're further along in our relationship i feel like and and maybe this is not right for me to say and and i'm willing to have the the discussion with you know with experts etc but i feel like the opportunity for great sex like you know fun adventurous sex and things of that nature has somewhat lessened um just because you're married you're comfortable with one another like there's like you know more quote-unquote like normalcy within the relationship um but i kind of agree with you that like great great sex like mind-blowing like crazy sex it should happen a few times a year. Uh, and by a few, I mean like probably like four to five times a year, more mm-hmm. than that, six yeah. times a year, you know, Yeah. Um, where it's like, wow, like you took my breath away during that one. Because I do think that you get caught up in the maintenance sex of it all mm-hmm. when you're like partnered, Um, w- which is which is fine. I'm not mad at it, Um, but at the same time, like that great mind blowing sex should happen pretty frequently. And I do think it's very important.
1: Yeah, agreed. So before we started, we said we weren't going to skip any cards or pick any favorites, but I am going to skip this one, but only because it says, if you had one free celebrity pass, who would you use it on? And uh, we answer that all the time because it's your Luke favorite Evans. question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell me about the most intimate, non-sexual moment you've ever had.
0: Mm, intimate, non-sexual moment that I've ever had. Um, does it have to be with you? it mm, doesn't say just says the most intimate hmm i'm gonna go with you um <laughs> does it have to be with you no Hmm. i'm gonna go with you that's very well, indicative of you <laughs> no, no, no no no, i'm just i'm i'm wondering like do they want us to like start a fight because it happened with someone else or or are we just talking about like partnered like us to like where it goes it says it.
1: for you to tell me about the most intimate non-sexual moment you've ever had not mm. with me doesn't say we've ever had
0: Um. Intimate non-sexual moment. I mean, I feel like you and I, like, it's interesting. I don't feel like we lack intimacy in terms of, like, touch and togetherness and non-sexual, like... Connection, if that makes any sense. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm thinking, and this is going to sound super stupid, but like, we just literally went to a theme park and we were riding the log flume. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting between your legs mm-hmm. and you were like wrapping your arms around me and you were kissing my neck. And I was like, l- you know, leaning back on you. And it was very intimate mm-hmm. and really, really comfortable and nice. And it just felt really nice with you uh and had nothing to do with sex or anything of that nature it just had to do with like togetherness and Mm -hmm. and cuteness and i really enjoyed that like i really appreciated that yeah it was a lot of fun it meant a lot to Mm -hmm. me and it Mm -hmm. sounds stupid because it happened at six flags but at the same time it was like memorable for me like it just means a lot to me (laughs) i think it's also very telling that it happened yesterday no but, no but like there are lots of moments that like happen that's why i said like we don't have a shortage of like connection or hand holding like every time i drive like you grab my thigh right like mm-hmm. you, you touch my thigh and like we're holding hands while driving like that's intimate and non-sexual and just connective mm-hmm. like do you see what i'm saying like i like so yes it happened yesterday and i know that that's easy and i and i can bring that up but we have a lot like when you rub my feet when you know that i like my feet are hurting like like, that's non-sexual and really intimate and makes me feel good like those things like happen like i don't think we have a shortage of those moments mm. which is bare and i and i know it doesn't seem like i always um appreciate them or that i'm paying attention to them but they really do mean a lot to me mm. because it means that it's like beyond you're not trying to get in my pants you're just really trying to be my partner mm-hmm. in those moments and that really makes me happy mm. you know those things like really feel good to me they like slowly but surely start lowering my gates if that makes any sense mm-hmm. so i don't know what about you um um our Tony is shifting and trying to get his life together.
1: I just, well, I just realized that I couldn't see you because there was a big plant in the way. <laughs> Are um, you talking about Lily like that? D- d- <laughs> Dendrisha. <laughs> um... <laughs> um A long, long time ago, you had a certain medical procedure that was my introduction to you on anesthesia. (laughs) And Marco, and I'm learning everyone in Marco's family, at least his siblings, have a very distinct strong reaction to anesthesia. And so I remember picking you up and you had just come out of your comatose state and it was very much like you saying way too many things in front of way too many strangers about us and our relationship and how you felt about me and <laughs> and everything while I was dressing you. So that was made it even more interesting. I, and that that was definitely the most non sexual right but it was also very intimate i and literally
0: I, feel like you could have picked any other moment and that is the one that you decided to talk about like, i really. joke
1: about it but honestly it's like super intimate like this is gonna this is gonna sound really bad and this is gonna grow some people out but like when you get really old and you like lose control of your bladder or your bowels and your partner helps you with that like i'm sorry but what could possibly be more intimate than that it is like true. caring for each other when you are at your worst like that's intimacy. Mm-hmm. That's real intimacy. Mm-hmm. Like even something as simple as you're sick and I bring you soup. Like that's intimate. It is. Like that's very caring. Even it's when not, I was... it's not flashy. It's not sexy, but it's real.
0: Yeah. Even when, like I had just had my recent surgery, like I woke up in the middle of the night because I was like bleeding profusely mm-hmm. and you, like woke up and you were like there, like I got you up and you were like, you hopped
1: to jumped up, hopped to started screaming, advocating for you calling yeah. a million different numbers. Cause yeah. none
0: of them were working. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it's very intimate and mm-hmm. it means a lot. It's mm-hmm. very sweet. It's yeah. very cute. I agree. I love that. I, that was a fun question. Um, here's a fun one. Do you have a spot? And if so, where is it? And tell me about the moment someone discovered it. Oh, it's my neck yeah
1: it's my neck and i discovered it or someone discovered it in high school that's yeah. very young yeah well <laughs> we lived in a small town there wasn't a lot to do
0: <laughs> so you just did each other that's cute. pretty much yeah oh, okay. yeah ava <laughs> romero <laughs> Oh, why are you giving people's first and last names it's a- Again,
1: as I've mentioned her once before, and you had the same reaction, that's a very common name. No, it's not. <laughs> it is. It is not. It is. That is not a common name. <laughs> Listeners, tell us what you think. Because I don't think that that is a common last name. I think if you went to
0: Facebook, you would find like maybe seven. Um, And and that's not that's not common. Anyways. Go ahead. Provide your response. And while you do, I'm going to search for that name. Go ahead. Oh, no, I would rather you listen to me while I'm doing that. And I can we do We both know that you can't multitask. I can do both. Um, my spot, I have a couple, like my neck, like especially the very back of my neck, like the middle of it Mm -hmm. is very interesting. Um, and then I also like my, um, my hips, like, like a light touch on my hips Mm -hmm. is is very meaningful. And that was very much so discovered by my very first, uh, boyfriend in college. Mm. Yeah. That's a fun one. There you go. Love it. Next, There were many, many, many Ava Romero's, by the way. I don't believe that. There were. I don't believe that.
1: Um, Do you prefer to be on top or bottom? Explain.
0: (laughs) Um... You prefer to bottom on top. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Tell all my business, why don't you? Um, um, I do prefer to be on top. Um, I am a control freak. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, there is something about like, like being on top that is like very helpful for me just in terms of like being able to like control what is, uh, what I'm feeling at that time. I also really like being in charge of your pleasure. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really like it. Like, I know it seems like it's a control thing, like in terms of like, I want to do it the way I want to do it, but it, what it really is, is I like I like doing things to you Mm. and I like what happens when I'm on top and I can, I can control what happens to you and like when it happens and how it happens and all that stuff. It's like very like, it's hot to me. Mm. What about you?
1: I like to be on top on top. (laughs) I like, I like, I like taking charge. You do. It's fun. Mm. (laughs) And I like figuring out when I'm on top, what I should be doing. To take charge, but also make it really great for you. Mm. That I really enjoy. Interesting. Um, Sexually, do you have any hard nose
0: (laughs) phrasing? Um, Wait, isn't it my turn? You asked that last question. Yeah. Sorry. So it's my turn. You tried it. I did. Um, In vivid detail. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Wow. In vivid detail, how would you best describe your private area? (laughs) In vivid detail? Yeah, I don't know how. That's
1: a lot. Should we skip that I one? I think so. <laughs> I
0: don't want If it wasn't
1: vivid, yeah. then maybe that's a lot. <laughs> if I could exists. just pick like a word yeah. or like a few
0: words, it's, it's there. Okay, it's, so oh, it's not there. there. It's great. Thank you. I, I'm saying it exists. <laughs> like it's there. Like it, it, there, I, you're not missing one. Uh, oh, are, wh- what are you anyway? What are you gasping about? Like my God, no. So I get another question. What's your most embarrassing sexual experience? I'll tell you my second
1: most embarrassing Because my most embarrassing is with you And I don't want to embarrass you
0: (laughs) I don't know what you're recalling.
1: My second most embarrassing was um, Mid-coitus discovering that Not only were the parents home But everyone was home Including the young children And that was discovered by all of them bursting into the room all at once because it was a special event. I don't remember what it was. It was like a like a day off of school, like not Christmas or anything, but like something like that. And they all burst into be like, "Yeah, the barbecue's on!" And like, "Yep, got a show." That was very embarrassing because then we had to be with them the
0: rest of the day. I would have kicked you out. <laughs> but that's just a white people thing y'all just be doing things (laughs) don't
1: generalize it's true (laughs) go Um, ahead
0: you answer um most embarrassing um i don't know that i have anything super embarrassing like i'm not embarrassed by anything it's sex like stuff happens um and so it's not embarrassing is it like gross or is it like? you know like ill like yeah like those things happen but is it embarrassing no because 70 bajillion other people have had the exact same experience so it's not like one of those things that like i would um i don't know i don't know that i've had one Hmm. i don't know that i'm embarrassed by anything Hmm. um i don't know that i'm embarrassed by any of it yeah Okay. That's my answer.
1: There it is. Well, there it is. Now back to this one. Sexually, do you have any hard nos? If so, what are they?
0: Um, I'm not gonna be peed on. Yep, mm-hmm. that's I a think hard that's no- fair. I think any bodily fluid other than what's supposed to be happening. Well, um, be careful with the word "supposed to." I'm talking about semen. Mm-hmm. Like I know what you're talking that about that as like the end result of most sex, right? So. <laughs> Um, I, I would say that. So that that is essentially a somewhat given. That said, um, I, I'm no one is going to poop or pee on me. Like, I, that's a hard no for me. Um, any other hard nos? Um. I don't know. I don't really know that there's like a hard no. There are things that I'm going to... Hard being the operative word. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there are things that I'm going to have to be eased into. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you see what I'm saying? Like, there are things that like I might not be like super... I don't know what just happened with my voice there. There are things that I'm going to have to like not... uh, There are things that you're going to have to like talk me through. Or like we're going to have to do a little bit of practice and things of that nature. But I don't know that I would ever like hard no a lot of things hmm i don't know i can't think of anything else oh and no um no shame to any of the people that practice this but fisting is a hard no as well (laughs) i just don't think hands belong inside of bodies in that capacity but that's me (laughs) that's just me those of you out there who are practicing fisters like and there are many there are many um brava kudos I, I it's just not gonna happen over here
1: mm.
0: what about you animals oh animals is a good one. yeah
1: no no animals not allowed no, they can't even watch <laughs> don't even care if it's a bird in a cage cover that cage it's a little uncomfortable
0: <laughs> it, it is mm. it Interesting. is okay. mm-hmm. um which sexual position do you enjoy the most the most mm-hmm <sighs> standing really Mm -hmm. oh yeah yep i mean so standing i'm guessing um doggy i mean i guess it would be considered doggy style but like standing from behind Mm yeah yep fascinating standing is so much work to me i know i know you don't really like it it's yeah
1: every time we try it you end up like leaning over
0: <laughs> it's not fun i just it's very uncomfortable and I, I for me uh i'm only speaking for myself but it's like uncomfortable and i don't think that things are m- moving the way they're supposed to i think if you somewhere.
1: just elevated one of your legs like m- much higher like put it up on top like if you were standing and there's the couch and then you now put, now you're still doing standing. something different now you're still standing and then you put like one leg on the arm of the couch
0: I don't find that to be standing, but maybe it is. I don't know. Because now I feel like it's not. You're not seated in your not lying down. Well, and you're not suspended. <laughs> so you're standing. Aren't you, though? <laughs> um, um, yeah, no. I, I mean, I get it. That's fair. Okay. Um, honestly, I I love missionary. I, there's something very intimate about being able to look at your partner while you're doing it. mm um, I really like being able to see each other in the face and 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 read each other's eyes, and um, I think that is more that can almost be more intimate um than the actual penetration that's taking place sure. during that time period, you know, yeah, so I really enjoy it. I think it's fun, mm. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, oh, that was my question. It's your turn. You're turned on. How do you let your
1: significant other know without saying anything?
0: Oh, it's not hard to let you know. I can just grab your winky and... <sighs> not my winky.
1: <laughs> First, you won't dis- you won- don't want to you describe it as just
0: being there. Then you call it a winky. <laughs> you didn't want it described as just being there. <laughs> In vivid detail, I didn't want to. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, that being said, um, it's not hard. I literally could just rub my foot up against your crotch and you would be like, oh, it's time to go. (laughs) You're easy. Yeah.
1: Conversely, I'll just rub my crotch up against you. Oh, and that's how you, that's true. It's true. That is
0: literally how you, you know.
1: (laughs) <laughs> I, I might also caress you but yeah pretty much you just put my crotch it's on you very
0: little caressing it's, <laughs> it's definitely more like you are notorious for saying look what i made you mm-hmm. i got you something <laughs> it, oh my god you are such a teenager <laughs> that is disgusting um that is so funny you you're literally the the kid that would like hump the couch huh
1: no but i would hump people grinding is a definite that's a that's foreplay to me.
0: That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. A lot of over the clothes action with you. And then under the clothes. Your mass. <laughs> Describe in extreme detail your most thought about sexual fantasy.
1: In extreme detail? I mean, there's not a lot of detail to it. It's It's bondage, but it's just not with toys. So the, 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 the being tied up, the blindfolded, the, the teasing, but not using like the feather, no hitting, anything like that. But yeah, the majority of my sexual fantasies are about like dominance, but, but obviously like mutually respectful kind of dominance. Ooh. Nothing, nothing, you know, gross. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's the most thought about t- tied up and, and me being in charge. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: You? Um, I have two, one of which I've, I've talked about on this podcast a couple of different times, but I really like there is something very hot and and, and intimate about like public sex, Mm -hmm. Um, just in terms of like, and like I said, I would like to be at like a sex party kind of thing where we would be there. And um, having sex with one another and, you know, people are watching Uh, and it doesn't matter like the position or like what's going on, but there's, there's just something super hot about having a lot of eyes on you while doing it. Mm. Um, Yeah. So that would be great, which kind of leads me into a a second sexual fantasy that I don't actually have any interest in doing but i do find the concept like very hot and that is like um like not necessarily an orgy but what would it be called um my brain just literally left my body for a quick second Are you talking about a sex party no, no 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 not a sex party but it's where you have a um uh, one guy and then a bunch of guys having sex with him. Oh, a train. A, a train, but like there's another word for it, but that I cannot think of. My, our listeners will definitely <laughs> let us know about what that is called. Um, but that just where you know you're the the main attraction, and you've got like ten different guys that are getting ready to do you during the sex party situation, which is hmm. really cool. Not. Uh, i personally could not do that that is just not something and again that's not shade i have zero shade i think that those that are able to do that like kudos to you um it's fun to watch (laughs) you know via you know video and things of that nature but i don't i think it's not me but there's something super hot about you being the main attraction and you've got like 10 guys that are like ready and willing to do you right then and there like Hmm. that is kind of exciting interesting yeah
1: Okay. Unfortunately, this one has a typo on it. Too Ooh. bad. Name one thing you've always wanted to try sexually but haven't.
0: Explain. One thing I've always wanted to try sexually but haven't. I mean, I probably would say along the same lines of everything that I've said it, which is like a sex party, like public sex, mm. in like a, in like a sex party capacity. Mm. Um, again, there's just something super hot about it and fun that is like very enticing to me. So I think I would, I think that would be my answer. Hmm. What about you?
1: Um, there really isn't anything. It's not that I'm not open to trying new things. It's that everything I wanted to try, I've done. Oh, and so yeah, and so don't take that the wrong way, but like I've I've done what I wanted to do. Like if I was interested in it, I tried it. Like I either had a, you know, regular intimate partner and I tried it with them or I found a, you know, quick partner and we did that together. Um so again, not that I'm not open to trying new things, not that there aren't things I haven't tried. Um, you know, that are that are out there, there definitely are, but I've done everything I wanted to do.
0: Ooh, yeah. Fascinating. Mhm. Okay. My turn. Um are you a fan of 69 why or why not i love it it's one of my favorites i
1: always find it to be any and i've always said this any gay man that isn't into oral is strange to me (laughs) like i just don't get how you don't love that um and love doing it and love getting it and and yeah so yes the answer is yes i'm a huge fan i think it's extremely efficient (laughs) Um, and I think it's very hot.
0: See, I find in- efficient, not a very hot sexual word, <laughs> personally. Um, I am not a fan of sixty. No, you're not. Um, not for any... And P.S., I don't find that you have... Because you can... Um, not necessarily be into oral, but still get your butt licked, and it still is 69. Chet. You what I'm saying? So like that could be fair. That's like um, 70 and a half. Let's <laughs> call it that. Um, but uh, that's like 68, if you think about it, because the 8 is a butt. <laughs> Coin it right now. That's 68. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, Has the word 8 right in it. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, uh, I. I just. I find. I have not found a position in which you're properly doing sixty nine that is comfortable for an extended period of time. Like I feel like it has like a like it doesn't matter. Where you're doing it or how you're doing it, there's going to be a moment in which it's a little bit it like starts to get uncomfortable, whether you're on your side, you're on your back, you're on the top. For some reason, it's going to get like uncomfortable. So like it for me, I don't like I can do it for like a short amount of time. Um, and then I'm like, done. like I no longer want to want to do it. like either you focus on me or I'm focusing on you, but I can't keep doing that. Like that's not fun. And also, I do find much to Erica's point that it's like I can't like I can't be good at what I'm doing if you're good at what you're doing. Do you see what I'm saying? So, like if I'm enjoying what you're doing, there's moaning and enjoyment that is happening on my end so I'm not going to be able to properly do to you anything because you're doing what you're doing and I would rather focus on that and and focus my attention on that because when I want to do what I want to do with you I want to focus on being able to efficiently do that efficiently you used it effectively <laughs> do that for you.
1: I just find that if you, I mean, one, you can rotate. So, like, you're on your side. That starts to get uncomfortable. Then one's on the back, one's on the top. Then you're on the other side. Then you're you're on the bottom. Like
0: moving, yeah, but not
1: all the time. And it's besides, you should be moving during sex. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but like, like who? I mean, like yes, rolling around the bed is like an an in an in theory thing, right? Like, oh, we rolled around. I think that's fine, but like. Realistically, and maybe I'm just not sexing the right way, but like realistically, there's not this like whole like, oh, we were on the foot of the bed of the and then we were on the, the head of the bed, and then we like realistically, you like you kind of like plant in a position and you're doing things in that space on the bed, if that makes any sense. Like, you're not really, I don't know, I, maybe I'm wrong. It's likely it's not how I like to do it.
1: But um, the other thing about 69 I like is that you are like if you're if you're with a good partner that you can connect with, like you can just keep raising that energy like you're just feeding each other. You're cycling the energy, but like you're just raising the vibration like just more and more and more like I just really like it. I think it's great.
0: I think 69 much like shower sex is like one of those things that like people like see in porn and they feel think that it because of what they saw in porn that it is like there are some things that happen in porn that only can happen in porn right like and i think that people end up using that experience that thing that they visualized or got to see and think that all sexual experiences can have that exact same thing and it's like there's of particular person or a specific scenario in which that works. It's not a universal one size fits all situation. And that is one of the and and like I said, sixty-nine is just like one of those things that I think visually looks really great, but I think like logistically doesn't always Equal what you saw in your latest Sean Cody, you know, porno. <laughs> I love shower sex. I find it to be really intimate. I find the water is distracting. Like, there's like, and it doesn't matter where you're at. Like, it's not like, it's not as fun. Like, it's, you got water in your face water it doesn't it has friction to it so it doesn't actually like do a really great slide whether it's on your bodies whether it's on the penis or the butt like it does it like it doesn't actually slide um and like i said it's like very distracting i love shower for foreplay in terms of like Soaping each other up, cleaning each other off—you know, hand jobs here and there and stuff like like—I like do enjoy shower foreplay, but I don't enjoy shower sex. If that makes any sense, like, mm. like if I'm getting down on my knees and there's water in my face, and you know, like it's very hard for me to give you a proper blowjob <laughs> because of what's happening, you know, with the water and stuff of that nature. So, not that don't touch each other in the shower, but like. Like I said, it's more of like a foreplay area for me. Like I said, sixty nine, and I think that's what it is for me. Sixty nine is like a foreplay situation where, like, I can do it for a little bit, but I can't do it for an extended period of time. Hmm. Like, I'm not going to find f- like climactic enjoyment from a sixty nine or from a shower sex situation because it's it's just not going to work. Hmm. Um. Last question, is it mine? I don't remember go ahead i think mean, it's
1: mine what's your favorite what's your favorite physical feature on the opposite sex
0: and why Ooh, on <laughs> women physical feature on the opposite sex um i really we're gonna answer this for both men and women because it's these are again straight cards essentially mm-hmm, clearly so, so it's gonna be a thing um for, on women what do i really enjoy um i'm an ass man. Like I like mm. butts. Like I so I think like a good butt and uh the way that they fit in your pants and stuff like that is just like super hot to me. Mm. On men, favorite physical feature is just um is is but like your bot like I love chests. I love mm-hmm. chest and arms. Like I just really like physical. Like, and again, not like muscled out, roided out guys. Like I don't need that, but I just really like definition. Mm -hmm. There's nothing hotter than a short sleeve shirt. That's like rolled up right above your bicep. And when you go to reach for something, you see like a bicep, you know, bulging or something like that, like that's super hot to me. It's funny. You and I are the exact
1: opposite. So for me on women, it's the chest (laughs) (laughs) and everybody knows it's actually the bottom of the breast that I like the most. Uh, when you have like a like a cutoff and you can just see the bottom oh my god that's so hot um and then in men it's the butt (laughs) so it's
0: literally the opposite that's funny Mm -hmm. that's funny yep there you have Um, it well there will there it is we talked uh a little after dark over here and it was fun how are you feeling after that do you feel like you got some information um i mean i i was
1: entertained uh but you and i have I'm had these conversations
0: entertaining
1: <laughs> but you and i have had these conversations before so uh no i don't really feel like i learned um anything new but it's always fun to talk about
0: well yeah and mm-hmm. i mean there and what i like about that is i like, guess you and i do talk about these things on a somewhat frequent basis mm-hmm. so it's not brand new information mm-hmm. which is nice but Um, At the same time, we, you know, we got to have some fun with it. I do feel like I learned a little bit. uh, uh, I did learn a little bit about you. Mm. Um, What did you learn? That you're a hoe. (laughs) You didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's very fascinating for me to hear that. um, And this is what I always say, because and this is why I'm not necessarily threatened by any of it. But like to hear that you have tried everything that you wanted to try sexually is like very fascinating to me. Um, because, um, there's an element of me that feels like, um, one could listen to that statement and be, you know, and feel inferior right Mm -hmm. about it. And then there's another element of that statement, like for me, that's like, Okay, like, yeah, you tried those things, but we were all fumbling teenagers and young, you know, 20-somethings that, like, thought that we were doing something and it's really not, right? Like, it would not necessarily be... uh I say all that to to say, like, if you're doing it with the person that you really want to be doing it with, right, your partner for life and things of that nature, and it's like super hot, those previous experiences are just bodies in beds and not necessarily the experience, if that makes any sense. There are things that I have done sexually with other people that I would never in a million years compare to my experiences with you Mm. because they were just... Me being a bumbling, fumbling 20-something that thought that, you know, okay, well, we're supposed to be doing this and then you do it and it's like, oh, oh, okay. And then we think that those things define our sexual experiences. I don't like doggy style because of this i mm-hmm. you know i really like this because of that situation and realistically it's like n- no like you you just did something <laughs> you know you just did something but like wait till you find the person that you're in love with or spending the rest of your life with or or wanting to be you know s- sexually adventurous with and you do those things with that will completely negate those experiences because mm-hmm. it's it, again now those are just beds and bodies and and this is the full experience um so yeah so uh, I, I i was just like sitting here thinking about that and i was like this is like doing things with you having those experiences with you will far supersede anything that i've done or probably that you've done if we really thought about it hmm. does that make sense mm-hmm. so all right well, I think that's it. Let's take a short break. Um, make sure you tune in to our Patreon uh, Patreon members. Tony and I are going to pick one card from this and we are going to have a full on long conversation about it. So if you're a Patreon member, stay tuned for that because it's going to be F-U-N. Um, and if you're not, then well, sorry, you're going to miss out, girls. Um, we will be back in just a bit. As you all know, the Relationship Podcast found a new home at DNR Studios, and we couldn't be more excited.
1: Every week, we bring you the podcast days earlier than on your traditional podcast platform. For only $12.95 a month, you can sign up for a DNR Studios Plus subscription, where you can check out our podcast, as well as others like Derek and Romaine, If These Ovaries Could Talk,
0: The Adam Sank Show, and more. For only $6.95 a month, you can get the Relationship Podcast on Mondays and hear all about our shenanigans before the rest of the world. We just launched a new segment exclusive to the DNR Studios platform. It's
1: called The Shit Show. As you know, every week we talk about a topic related to relationships and personal
0: growth. Now, Tony and I will play a game related to the topic in an effort to lighten up the mood and create more laughter, but you can only listen to it on DNR Studios. So,
1: if you're able to, head to dnrstudios.com and sign up for a subscription. Get exclusive content from us and even more relationship fun for your week. We appreciate your love and support. Bye. Bye!
0: All right, now it's time for our listener situations. That's right, leave us a voicemail with your relationship situations by calling us at 903-pod-shit. That's 903 763
1: Eight. Or you can still send your situations or comments to us at relationshipquestions at
0: gmail.com or on our website, podrelationship.com. Tony and I will listen to your voicemails or read your emails here on the show and do our best to give some guidance because... Tell you what I did last night. I came home, say, around a quarter to three. Still so high. Hypnotized in a trance from his body So buttery brown and tantalizing You would have thought I needed help from this feeling that I felt So shook I had to catch my breath Ooh, there goes my shirt up over my head Oh my Ooh, there goes my skirt dropping to my feet Oh my Ooh, some kind of touch caressing my legs. Oh, my. Ooh, I'm turning red. What, who could this be? <laughs> oh, my. Do you know that song? No. You've never heard that song by Tweet? Nope. It's a song about masturbation. Oh. Tweet and Missy Elliott. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a very popular song in like 2002. I don't think I've ever heard it that's crazy oops mm. oh my it's called oops oh my <laughs> it was so it was like the best oh my god at the end she goes i looked over to the left missy said mm, i was i my thighs but a pecan brown which is like my favorite line <laughs> of the entire song i think that is so good wow you literally were looking at me like you had never heard the song before which not, is why i just not to ask not once weird yep, i'm gonna not. have to play it for you when we're done with this not even the ones that's crazy but i am
1: a fan of a good masturbation song so play away
0: <laughs> you listen to a lot of masturbation songs <laughs> no
1: but i think they're fun Oh, because okay. none of them are ever like i'm masturbating they're all like something else is going on and you're like wait a minute they're talking about jerking off <laughs>
0: yeah well like there's a song by the not the jonas brothers one of the jonas brothers started a new band and the songs called cake by the ocean and the song is literally about having like public sex well, that's not oh, masturbating by the beach. No, but it's like, <laughs> but like it's cake by the ocean, right? So everyone's like, ooh, this song is so cute. Cake by the ocean. I like cake. I and like the ocean. And then you're like, you turn around and you're like, wait a second, Joe Bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> Joe Bro? Yeah. I think I'm more disturbed by the Joe Bro. <laughs> You've never. Well, you don't listen to stuff like that, but they were, they literally um, are known as the Joe Bros. So we have these letters. <laughs> look i can't help that you're an alien and you just don't know what's going on i
1: can't help that you let joe bro occupy space
0: in your brain <laughs> i just know it i'm hip i'm cool oh are what the you kids
1: are saying need i remind you what you wore yesterday <laughs> that look
0: is in right now the dad look is so in right uh uh-huh. very hip yeah mm-hmm. very cool yeah read those letters yeah, if how about you can. how about it Hi,
1: guys. I'm Mark, and my boyfriend of three years is Jonathan. We live together in an apartment just outside of D.C. and are both pretty big socializers. Before COVID, we would go out a few times every week and most weekends. During the pandemic, we were careful to keep our group small and to practice social distancing. Now, with restrictions loosening, we've both been talking about how much we're looking forward to getting back to something closer to normal. We haven't met a new person in over a year. Preach. Um, The problem is I'm vaccinated, but my partner isn't, and he
0: refuses to. Break up with him.
1: (laughs) Everyone is starting to go out, and we can't. The thought of him getting sick terrifies me. He says that we don't know enough about the vaccine to trust it. I'm suffocating at the idea of missing out on new adventures. I could just go without him, but then I fear he will start going out too. What can we do? Break up with him. Oh, dear. After three years? Yeah. Yeah. Just for being anti vax, yeah. Well, he's not even anti vax necessarily, he's anti this vaccine.
0: He is anti vax. Well, I mean, you don't know that because it oh, might not be against all
1: vaccines. Some people, there is a special set of people who are concerned because this is different.
0: Um, but go ahead. I just think that he is not putting you first and I th- and or us first or us mm-hmm. y'all's first, yeah. Um, and I think that you know. 2020 was a hard year for everybody sure. right and and we had to make a lot of adjustments. and there is and we lost a lot of people and we lost a lot of people and there is proof that this vaccine can at least keep you safe. And instead of going with the idea of being safe, you want to be anti it. And that is very telling in my personal opinion on how he feels about you. And I would just say, like, he's holding you back from doing things that you want to do, which nobody should ever have the power to do. Um, And now you're the one that's over here stressing out, worrying about him, but he's not over here stressing and worrying about you, which is like, not okay. Um, And so I just feel like, you know, because I think about it constantly where I was like, oh my God, my husband, like, I Obviously, I was immunocompromised because of my cancer in 2019, and so it was super important for me to be as safe as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. And you were so worried about me mm-hmm. that there were r- rules and restrictions for things that could happen. Like, Tons. Do you? Some, and which I at the moment could not stand you for, but yep. I had to like sit back and think about it. And I'm like, he care. He cares about me. He cares about what's going on with me. So that's why when I got vaccinated at first, but then when the opportunity came for you to get vaccinated, you took it right away.
1: I had a moment, but yeah, I did
0: take it like 10 minutes later.
1: It was just a brief moral crisis. (laughs) No, but you took
0: it right away because it was A, necessary for, for work, but B, it was also super necessary for us. And it was like super important, and so you just did what you needed to do. Yeah, I mean, it was optional for work at the time. At the time, it's still optional. Okay, semantics, Tony. But well, no, I'm just they, saying, I did it for you. I did it for us. At the at, at the end of the day, is you you really did it so that we could be safe? Yeah. And, and that is necessary. So my thing is, like, if he wants to get back to a somewhat normal life and have a good social life and be able to do things together with you, the least he could do is get his fucking ass vaccinated. Hmm. He can get vaccinated. There are more deaths from people catching covid then there are deaths from people being vaccinated so at the end of the day vaccinations are fucking working so break up with him find somebody who's smart and and is willing to do what is necessary to take care of themselves and you and go have the fun that you're looking to have Hmm. that's just my opinion
1: I'm going think? to stick with what I've been saying throughout COVID, which is we've never experienced anything like this before. And to make really important decisions um, is mm, I, I would pause before doing that personally. So is it, it Marco's point is very well taken. He is, you know, more, more people have died from COVID than the vaccine playing devil's advocate no one has had the vaccine for 10 years or more no one has had children after having had the vaccine for a while if you were pregnant you couldn't have the vaccine like there are there are reasons to be concerned personally i don't think they outweigh the benefits at all i also don't think that the science shows that there is anything to be concerned with i get that we're like worried because oh this reprograms the mrna instead of just introducing you know well If you actually keep up on the science though, homeopathic, you know, virology, like we pretty much don't do that anymore. We're either doing things that do reprogram your RNA or that do actually attack the protein sheath around the back end of the virus. So like, that's like, I get that COVID is the first major vaccine to do that. So you have some hesitation, but just know that if you actually like do your research, like that's the direction we're going,
0: period. And On that, science is ever evolving. Correct. There was a point in time in which we did not know enough, so wearing masks felt um, extra, Mm -hmm. right? It just felt like... Uh, theater. Right. And then we found out that masks could protect you. And then it moved into like, so we, we just know, we just know things as they're learning more about the virus. You learn ways to protect yourself and do things with it. COVID does not do, just do your fucking research. If you do your research, then you would know that like, you gotta remember some people had COVID and in a matter of weeks ended up dying from it. So it's very obvious that COVID is a quicker killer than getting the vaccine. It, it's it's obvious, like all of the evidence that you need there is there. It, it's there. So I like I said, like, I j- just do some research. I'm sorry, continue.
1: Oh, I just so I mean, it practically in this situation, so you both really want to go out and you are concerned about you know you going out and him not going out because you think that's going to set a precedent maybe have the conversation maybe explore this a little bit further like why don't you want the vaccine have you actually done research or are you just being told by one person who that and that's often the case when it comes to things like this is like one person said one thing and that like made up your mind for you but like have you done your own research have you like looked into it have you talked to your partner about this so if it was me and you and you like refused, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm not going to not live my life. So I'm going to get the vaccine because that does mean I can go out and I can do more things. Um, I'll continue to be safe, like distancing, wearing a mask where appropriate, but I'm not going to not go do things. And I don't want you to think that you can do them too, because you can't do those things because for you, nothing has changed. Like you didn't take the vaccine. So for you, you have to stay isolating. You have to stay here. And like, the jealousy that you probably are going to feel needs to lead you to get the vaccine. It cannot lead you to just going out because that's not appropriate. But and the, that to me would be the issue. And
0: and at the end of the day, they're an adult. And if mm-hmm. they decide that they do, you're not their parent, and so you trying to set those rules and stuff like that for another adult just doesn't work and so if they do make the decision that they're just gonna say fuck you i'm gonna do whatever i want to do at the end of it the world is open so i'm gonna go take advantage of it you have nothing to say but now you're living with someone who's not taking all of this stuff fucking seriously and you have to like for me, the issue is that this is like a character. Well, that's... The, yeah, that's this is the like thing is character. it's not... It's what you're
1: choosing to do after I've presented you with how I feel. So yeah. now you're ignoring the science. That's one thing. I, as your partner, have told you how I feel and what I'm comfortable with. And you're just saying, fuck you to me. Yeah. So... Now it's not even about this. It's about your attitude toward me and like how you treat my feelings, including my concern for
0: you getting killed. And other like, that's a big and killing deal. And telling other people and putting other people at risk yeah. and things of that nature, yeah. you know, like those things are like really hard. There was just a new study that said that immunocompromised people are like... If you have the vaccine, like, yes, you're protected, but like this new Delta variant is so strong that immunocompromised people have to be even more safe because there's still risk for US people. So you mean to tell me that you're going to be unvaccinated? You could potentially catch the Delta variant and then you could end up getting someone who's immunocompromised who had cancer or something of that nature in their history. It could potentially get them sick because you just chose to not take the vaccine mm-hmm. like that. Like there, like I said, there's just this. So it's so this virus has just shown me that people are so selfish and mm. in, in how they feel about themselves and, and what goes on with other people. And this is just crazy to me. This is almost the equivalent for me of like condoms versus not condoms. Right. Do you A see lot of I'm, people
1: have made that argument. Yeah.
0: Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I want to be safe, and and I think that you need to wear a condom. Well, I don't believe that I should be wearing a condom, and we should do it, you know. And and don't worry, I, you know, I'm I'm gonna, you know, I, I I'm on prep. Well, that. Prep doesn't save you from STIs, <laughs> right? right? It just saves you from one thing, and so I could still very much so catch any it and everything. Saves you from one STI, there.
1: but not all the rest.
0: Correct, and not pregnancy. Correct, and so you know, and and so now you're going to tell me that morally, that you know, just wearing a condom and still being able to have fun is not something that you want to do because you believe you don't need to wear condoms, and so you're going to go against all all logic and and just not wear a condom like i'm here offering my butt to you and you just refuse to wear a condom like you know like and that's my thing i'm offering the world to you and you just refuse to get a vaccine like that doesn't make any sense to me yeah. it's infuriating to me i think everyone can tell i'm getting a little bit hot and under you the are very about opinionated about it yes it's I, a lot
1: i've talked to a lot of people who have not gotten the vaccine some of them for that reason of we don't know enough i i don't Uh, You know, I don't have an argument against that. I think we know enough to where it's been made public. I think that the argument of, well, the FDA hasn't approved it. Like, I'm sorry, but look at all the other things the FDA has approved. Like, the FDA has not stopped tobacco. Like, (laughs) they're clearly not (laughs) completely looking out for you. Um, you know, so that's part of it. Uh, but again, I, I don't have an argument. You're right. We don't know. There has not been long-term studies. You're, you're absolutely right. People who say I can't have it because I've had bad reactions to other vaccines. Again, you're absolutely right in this particular situation though. It's not just about you. It's not just about you, not in this situation. Mm -hmm. And so there comes a point where like, even if this, um, uh, even if Jonathan, uh, had said like, here's why I don't want to take it. I hear why it's important to you. Here's what I'm willing to do. Like I'm willing to continue to not go out or I'm willing to continue to keep my eye on the research or, you know, they said they had small groups, like just keep doing that. Like, what's wrong with that? Like, I I get that you haven't gone out to random places. I get that you haven't met random people, but you're not like locked up in a cell. Like it's, it's not the end of the world and you've done it for a year and a half. So. Uh, if that were the conversation i might be a little more understanding i
0: i also think that we need to take like a, again into consideration people's mental health like while that may be okay for you to do small groups and things of that nature some people do need the outlet and the social aspect of life because that means a lot to them and that gives them a lot it was important for me to get the vaccine for a number of reasons but it was important to me because i needed to get the fuck out of this apartment Mm. i could not stay here long term or else i was going to go crazy and so it was important for me to get the vaccine so that i could explore and be out and about and like get what i needed in terms of social interaction and being around people and getting those things that was important to me that was important to me um, and so not having that was was a, a problem. And I don't care how little I know about the vaccine. I knew enough about it and did enough research about it to know that it was important for me to get it so that I could have that aspect of my life and feel better about it. And so if socialization is important to you and being able to do, uh, do those things, getting the vaccine is enough. If your partner wants to be able to do those things and wants to be able to have you as part of it... You you need to get over yourself and what you think is the problem. Do a little bit of research and be able to correctly, um I don't know, do for your partner. Because sometimes selflessness is better than being all up in your head about shit and doing for yourself
1: and do and do your research you the cdc's guidelines are very clear right now you're not as limited as you used to be because of how many people are vaccinated Mm -hmm. the only thing that i would say is even if you do the okay we'll only do outdoors like if your whole thing is like you want to meet strangers just remember that people can lie about being vaccinated Mm -hmm. you know they they can so you know you are taking a risk still are people are they do they absolutely do they absolutely do. because yeah.
0: it's illegal to do vaccination checks at this point but well, and like, it's illegal to require them. Yeah. Yeah. And so do you see what I'm saying? So, like, at the end of the day, people are if you if, if the world is open up, it opened up and, you know, they say, like, if you're vaccinated, it's not a problem. But we can't do any checking about it. People are just going to lie about it and say that they're vaccinated. And that's going to be the beginning and end of it just so that they can go to Trader Joe's and not wear a mask like they're going to do it. And so, just be like, I like I said, I just I, I'm frustrated about it because I just d- don't understand why people still have an argument about this at this point in time. I've been vaccinated since March, yeah, and I'm clearly not dead, <laughs> and things have not been a problem for me since March. As a matter of fact, things have gotten better for me since March, mm-hmm. and so I just don't understand what the argument it is anymore. Like, you can't say that you don't know; they don't know enough about it. They know. Plenty at this point. There have been numerous reports and numerous updates to the effects of the vaccination to fight COVID. There's so much information that's out there. They're even saying that, yes, they're going to create a booster, but a booster is not even necessary. It's just a, if you want to have a third line of defense, you could have it, but realistically, you're going to be fine. So it's not overly necessary. Hmm. Like, do you like, but there, there's enough information like the, um, the, while they're finding that Johnson and Johnson is like a whole problem. So if you're a J and J vax girl then sorry about it, but, um, (laughs) But they're saying that uh, Pfizer is is like literally the best defense against COVID at this point. It's like the number one. It's like literally curing and fixing, not curing, but it's like fixing and and preventing you from like literally dying from COVID. And here it is that our um, COVID uh, rates are like increasing again. And like 92% of the people that have been hospitalized at this point in time are people who have not been vaccinated. 92%.
1: I would imagine it's more like 94% because the failure rate is only 6%. So, I imagine you okay. are like 94.
0: I'm just saying that, like, they're getting COVID cases that are coming into hospitals right now. And they're saying that, like, 92% of the people that are coming in there are people that are unvaccinated. They are getting some people who are getting, like, sick and, and things like that, but they're vaccinated and they're not needing extra Ventilators. care mm-hmm. or anything that's yeah. necessary or, dying. From, or, or anything of that nature. Yeah. But people who are not vaccinated are coming in having COVID and then literally having to go through all these extreme ma- measures to be able to keep them safe. And keep them alive. No. So like the numbers are there. The information is there. Anyways, let's let's move on. Next one. (laughs) I'm getting really angry. (laughs) You are. Let's move on.
1: Unfortunately, this one's related to COVID too, but at least it's not the vaccine. Here we go. (laughs) I'll have more to say on this one. I think Crittelli's. my name is Sarah and I've been with my wife Claire for six years. We live in Cincinnati and have been very happy here for most of our adult lives. We met through mutual friends at a pride party several years ago and have been inseparable ever since for years. We've been saving for my wife to start her own business. We were almost ready to start. And then my wife lost her job at the company where she built her career due to the downsizing related to COVID. And we decided to hold off. She's been on unemployment ever since. Now that things are starting to return to normal, I keep bringing up the idea of starting up the business, but she says it isn't time yet. I talk about her returning to work, but she says she's making more on unemployment due to the COVID enhancement. For me, it's not all about the money. Part of the reason that I fell in love with my wife was her ingenuity and drive. To see her sitting at home all day is... Well, it's not making me feel super positively about her. She does a great job of keeping our home clean. She does most of the cooking. She's still exercising and she talks with her friends and family regularly. So it's not like she isn't doing anything at all. Still, I'm not liking the directionlessness permeating our home. What can we do?
0: She needs to see a therapist. Hmm. She needs to see a therapist. I think that a lot of what's been going on with people is that, look, I can't speak for your wife, but I think that there's um, there's a depression that comes along with this fucking COVID situation, right? You worked so hard to get yourself to a certain point, and then you lose your job. You lose "quote unquote" everything that you think that you worked for. Um, And I say "quote unquote" because we like to measure our successes based off of what we can accomplish from a professional level. And that is such a huge mistake that is not necessarily your partner's fault, but like we as a society, that's what we do. Like you're not successful unless you have this title or drive this car or can, you know, purchase this home and things of that nature. So when you think that you're on the track to be able to like do all of those things and then you lose it, you feel like you lose your identity, right? You feel like you lose everything that you were supposed to be working towards. Um And so she might be afraid she might be afraid to jump into something else or do something else because failure fucking sucks for everyone. No one likes it. So I'm concerned that your wife might be going through a mini depression based off of this and might not want to venture into something more because they're terrified of of what failure could potentially be. Who knows what the next virus will be or when it will happen, you know? Like, I think we all are kind of living in that. Some of us are living, like, life to the fullest and saying, I'm going to get everything in before the next virus, you know, comes. And then some people are like, holy shit, I need to stock up and get my life together before the next virus comes because I can't let this, like, break me down all over again. And I'm concerned that your wife is experiencing that. So I would highly suggest therapy so that she can talk her way through all of this and figure out what's going on um because it it's scary and she's allowed to be scared um but you know you can't live life scared forever you know okay
1: um yeah i mean that definitely could be what's going on that would not be uncommon at all it's also not uncommon across the country there are people who are in small to middle-sized towns and cities uh, where it is true that the unemployment rate right now because of COVID, the unemployment um, amount because of COVID is more than they were making when they were working. Mm. And so you are finding that a lot of positions are difficult to fill because they, even though their minimum wage and the minimum wage went up, they do pay less than unemployment. Um, and so you are, you're finding lots of restaurants, lots of grocery stores, lots of delivery companies, lots of, um, specialty manufacturing and delivery, uh, is not, um, it's just, they're just not starting back up because they don't have to. Now that enhancement has a shelf life and there's been, you know, constant conversation about it. So for me, like, I get that you are, worried and that it's not as attractive or not as positive or whatever word you want to put on it. It's not jiving in your home. Um, but maybe the conversation just needs to be. So when unemployment is not enhanced anymore and goes back to being pretty unlivable <laughs> as an amount of money, uh, then what is your plan? I also would explore if it is depression. There are lots of opportunities. I don't you didn't say what your wife was doing, but you used the word career. So what was her career before? And is there something that she can telecommute to do so even though you're in cincinnati there are companies who have said like no matter what we are 100 percent telecommuting from now on some big ones have been doing that whole sections of the um whole sections of things that are owned by google have been doing that so i don't know what she was doing before but if it's logistics operations if it's administrative even if it's like distribution like there's all kinds of stuff that is totally tele at this point so if she wants to it's still not the time to start her career. The enhancement goes away. Then there are other jobs. And maybe it's time to start exploring those now and put out a headhunter or, you know, do whatever. But there are options beyond that. But I would just ask your wife, like, so so they say it might stop this month. What are we going to do? What are we going to do now? What are you going to do? What are we going to do? Because it's fine that we saved for you to start this business, but we did not save for you to then suck that savings up on unemployment to make up the difference for the COVID enhancement that is gone. Sure. Like, it's a plan. That's your money. That is your future. You do it together. So it's perfectly, you're within your right to say, what's the plan? And that's yeah. the route I would go.
0: Sure. Yeah. I agree.
1: Yeah. Cool. Last one. Okay. Last one. Um, see, neither one of us got heated on that one. Oh. Although the the draining of public <laughs> stuff does kind of get me kind of riled up. But anyway. I think it's a myth, but whatever. Do you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, just dollar for dollar, like there's no
0: argument. Like it's it's more money. I, I right, but I think that the issue is that people in businesses, CEOs are living so fucking wealthily. Wealthily, they're very wealthy, mm-hmm. and their employees are making minimum wage. So to say that there's no money that exists to be able to pay people a livable wage is oh, I don't exhausting. think that's the argument. I, I think the argument is that they're just not. And what my issue is, is if those jobs and or people in those places were able to pay people livable wages, then yes, people would not necessarily want to live uh, on, uh, you know, government money, if you will. That being said, I think that there are a lot less like I think that. There are a lot less people and maybe I'm, you know, uh, Pollyanna-ing this entire situation. But like, I think that there are a lot less people that are doing it for those reasons where it's like the I'm making more money and I'm more comfortable here. And it, it, it has more to do with the like why, like what I want to do is not possible at this point. Mm. And so I like, so I, like I said, I just, I I think it's this like big argument where people, uh, like I said, I think that we're trying to like make it this thing, right. Where like people don't want to do this because, you know, they're lazy. And I think it has a lot less to do with people being lazy and more to do with the fact that this country is fucked up in Mm. the way that it is that they treat the it's its own residents well that's capitalism in general (laughs) yeah and people are tired yeah people are having are are done with it so like i said i think it's this like big like i don't know i think it's this myth that's going on and at the end of the day if you like really looked at it it's like but what are you businesses doing to like make your employees want to come back you're not doing anything
1: well and two, the depression piece that you were talking about like if I can survive and not have to go out into that big scary world that I haven't had to be into for the last year and a half mm-hmm. like I-, I would probably go for it too yeah. like I-, I would get it yeah I would get bored really quickly but I, I could do it for a few months Sure, <laughs> it's so. like a long vacation yeah
0: but anyway so I don't know
1: Okay. We still have time for one more? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Hey, Marco and Tony. I'm just going to jump right in here. Good, because we're out of time. (laughs) I don't think that my husband likes any of my close friends. Ooh. We have several friends in common and spend most of our social time with them. An appreciable amount, however, are friends that are exclusive to one or the other of us. I always join him for events with his friends with whom I don't have a particular connection, but he does not do that with me. When I ask him to join us, he says, that's more your friend or that he's too tired. I remind him that I went to some event with someone I don't really care for last week, but that doesn't seem to matter. I've told him that joining me is important to me and that it bothers me that I give of my time, but he does not do the same. That hasn't really changed anything either. I'm not super angry about the situation, but it kind of bugs the shit out of me from time to time. It doesn't lead to fights and I'm not going to leave him over it, but maybe you have some thoughts on this issue. Thanks, signed James.
0: Hmm, this is a very interesting one. I, I mean, me personally, I think the first issue is that, um, I don't, like, why are we existing in a world where we're sitting back and saying, I don't really uh, jive with your friend, or I don't really like this person and stuff like that. At the end of the day, if they're a part of the deal, then like, They're your people as well. Like, and and I like this division of friendships and stuff like that, just because, you know, they knew you before that. It's just so icky to me. It's so gross. Like, at the end of the day, like, if you guys are really partnered and things of that nature, then that means you have part ownership in them as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, so, like, why are you dividing things for no reason? There's division that where it doesn't necessarily need to be then I say all that to say that what needs to happen is that y'all need to figure out what moments are moments together with people and doing things that might not necessarily be your thing. And then the next thing needs to be like the division, uh, like the ability to like be a couple together and do things together as a couple. Tony has this um, dinner that he goes to with friends where it's like, um you know eating different foods from around the world and having fun with that and being able to like make those things happen and 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 I don't go to that because that's a tony and his friends situation just like there are things that I do um you know whether it's fashion week and going to fashion shows or or um you know going to this store or like taking a look at those things that is not necessarily a tony thing like I I would not necessarily I think I said to you before, I'm not going to another concert with you Mm -hmm. (laughs) because there's just an element of you not appreciating what is happening the same way that I will um, and vice versa, that it's not necessary to bring you along if that's not what you want to do. Like, why would I do that to you? It's not fair. I don't want you to poo-poo on my experience just like I would not want to poo-poo on your experience. So, like. like figure out what those moments are and let each other do that. It's okay to spend time apart. But at the end of the day, your partner needs to know and understand that you guys are a unit And as a unit, there is an expectation to kind of be together and and go do things together, whether that's, you know, coupled dinners with, you know, some couples that, okay, maybe you don't like the other partner, but you're a couple, right? Like, go ahead, do those, say hello, kiss babies, shake hands, like do what you got (laughs) to do. And then let that be that. It shouldn't be too hard of a commitment. It's so interesting how selfish um people are some of us yeah are about like themselves like oh this is my like this is my thing like sometimes like being selfless is the best thing that you could ever be in your entire life in my personal opinion doing mm-hmm. and wanting to do for others is the best thing that you can ever do and if your partner just wants you to be there with him to go like see people like why the fuck would you just not want to make them happy for a night or for a dinner it's a couple of hours out of your life like i don't know whatever I yeah. think.
1: I mean I think you made a lot of really good points. I think from a practical perspective there's a few things you could do. You could talk to your partner and be like, "Okay, so you can commit to one time a month, right? And you can tell me that either, you know, that you don't connect with all of this group of people that I like equally, and therefore you will once a month just see one of them, and then the next month it's a different one, the next month it's a different one. Or from that group, you can say, okay, well, here's the three that I dislike the least. <laughs> and you can just limit your interactions to that group. But then at least your partner is making a bit of effort. Much to your point, Marco, um, I don't like folding the laundry. And I especially don't like that now I have to fold twice as much laundry because there's you and I. But for 12 years, that's what I've done because that's what you do. You don't always have to like the things that you have to do. I don't like paying taxes. I don't like paying bills.
0: I think I should get all that stuff for free, but I don't. <laughs> and it's just what you do. <laughs> I don't know that I didn't know. I, I don't know that I knew that you didn't like folding laundry. You always just I hate the it... socks. Oh. oh, I don't like folding the laundry, period. Oh, I just always thought it was like one of those things that like, because you always made it sound like you have like a a, a game plan, like you turn on music, you fold the laundry. Something I've you, learned how to do it. You've made it sound like you actually somewhat enjoyed it. No, I've, I've learned how like to make it. it less tedious. But you have been
1: very clear that you I hate, hate it. it. I absolutely you do hate not it. Like it. I will not be doing and it. And you who is like a very neat and clean person, you will leave laundry out for days. Mm-hmm. That tells me how much you don't like I it. I don't enjoy it. I anything. don't feel that strongly about it. So I just take care of it. it. But no, I don't like it. I, I used to, I remember I never had a organized sock drawer because I'd be like, well, if I have to do all of this, I'm not doing the socks because that's the worst. Mm-hmm. And that's actually why I would buy socks that were very distinctly different colors so that it would just be easier to find them in the sock drawer because I wasn't going to put them together. Um, but again, like I, I, I digress, Like, the, but that I don't want to do that stuff, but I do. Yeah. The, now you and I, we have a core group of friends that we share and then we each have some friends that we... Don't necessarily share. We it's not like we hide each other from them, but like it's not like these are our friends that we're always going out with. There's a couple. Do, I
0: think you do it more than I do.
1: Well, regardless, there are some of those, right? Um, But the the fact is that, like, there are also mutual friends that you and I have that I don't want to go do certain things with. Like, I have an expiration date, right? I have an expiration time. Like, I Mm -hmm. I curdle around ten p.m. Like, that's just that's just how it is. So, you and I can go out with all the peoples, (laughs) whether they are people that we both like, that one of us likes more than the other, whatever. We can do that. It don't matter. When it's ten o'clock, I'm done. I'm -hmm. done, and that's just the thing. So there are so like i I say that to say that like the the venue and the topic and the time of day also matters um and so maybe again as a practical thing you can do with your partner like just talk those things through like do you prefer to do things during the day do you like the midday do you like being active Uh, again i I think i think that there are things that you can do to meet a person in the middle that respects how they feel while at the same time gets your needs met
0: i just don't operate with stipulations and i and i feel like when you're when when you're deciding to be partnered with somebody stipulations is something that you should quite literally throw out the window if i am going to do something with you i'm going to do it with my whole heart my whole chest my whole brain i am going to participate in it i'm not going to stipulate how i'm going to be a part of it that's not Fair that doesn't make it fun for you because now you're over here anxiety ridden about the situation about you know oh they're not going to be comfortable with this or oh I can only do this for a short period of time and so you're not enjoying yourself like I just don't think it's fun or fair to do that with someone like if you're going to be partnered there are going to be things that you're going to do slightly begrudgingly but you do it because you want your partner to be happy. And that is just what it is. And if you want to go somewhere, there are times where you're like, I want to go see the Alice in Wonderland... You remember there was that whole like Alice in, in Wonderland like um uh, museum uh situation that was like mm-hmm. going on. And no, I was not like super into the idea of it because I'm not an Alice in Wonderland head like you are. Mm-hmm. However, it was going to make you happy to be able to do that. And so I think we like you were like, let's you know, do you want to come with me to do that? And I was like, you know what? Yes, I'll do that. Let's go to lunch afterwards and we can make like a whole day of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was a whole event. And so we went and we did that and we went and had lunch and then we ended up stopping and doing a couple of other things and like looking at those things. I'm not going to go to the Alice in Wonderland thing and be like, well, just so you know, I turn into a pumpkin after an hour. Like, so we can't be there for longer than an hour. Like, that's not fair to you because now you're not getting what you want out of the experience and you're not being able, you're literally sitting there trying to figure out how you can get everything in within the hour that you wanted to do that. And so it's not fun with you. So my thing is like, if you're going to be partnered and you're going to do things with your partner, fucking do things with your partner and let them enjoy it. Don't give them stipulations or fine print on how you're going to be able to go about doing those things. Like just do it. Hmm. Be selfless, like have fun with them, like let them enjoy it. There's nothing I enjoy more than seeing your excitement when you get to do something that you're very excited about doing, right? It makes me happy. Now, if I don't want to participate or I'm you know, not interested in doing those things, then I will make it known that I'm not interested in doing those things and here are the reasons why. And hopefully it makes sense. And as long as it's not a super common occurrence or I'm just choosing to dip out of everything that you want to do all the time, then I like then you should be fine. You're not going to be on like on the same level with everything. You're just not going to be. There are times where you want to go to anime shops that I quite literally have zero desire at being. Mm-hmm. At. But who can I help you call to join you? You know, my coworker was like, "Oh, you know, I'm getting ready to buy tickets for, you know, your husband and I to go to Comic-Con." Comic-Con. He's like, "Do you want me to buy you a ticket?" I was like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> he was like, oh, I just wanted to know like, if you wanted to participate. Like, I didn't want to be rude. I was like, it's not rude. I appreciate you asking. I said, but like, no, that's Tony's thing. I want Tony to be able to go do that. That has nothing to do with me. Uh, and he was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I know where that division exists. And then I know that there are going to be some things that I'm going to participate in with you that are going to be an us thing that I might not necessarily be like super thrilled in, but if I'm going to commit to it, I am going to commit to it. I'm going to I'm gonna have fun. We're going to laugh. We're going to do everything that we need to do to make sure you have a good time, and that'll be the end of it. Be selfless. Be fucking selfless, you guys. Like that's important. I don't know. What do you think? Did we did we do it?
1: I mean, I think we read and responded to things.
0: <laughs> I think we solved everybody's problems. I th- that's what I don't think we did. <laughs> I told people to break up with people. I think we we just muddied the waters. (laughs) I don't know. I just, yeah, I mean, totally different discussion, but I, I don't know. I think people are just characters anyways um on our patreon segment tony and i are doing this months quarterly crap, crap which is exciting where tony has a problem and i am supposed to be solving it for is it for my him. turn yeah it is your turn oh. and tony has a problem and i'm supposed to be solving it for him not as his husband um but as a podcaster that is just listening to him complain um <laughs> and so <laughs> And so make sure if you're a Patreon member that you tune in. If you're not a Patreon member, then bitch, you are missing out. And you might want to start giving us some money so you can listen to it. So uh, check it out. It's going to be fun. That's the July edition of our Patreon episode of Critelli Crap for this week's episode. So Tony and I are going to take a short break, but we'll be back in just a bit. Ta-ta! Hey, babe. Hmm. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? You mean besides you? I'm not preventing you from achieving your goal. I am the goal. You're interfering with my happiness. I am the goal. (laughs) Say it with me. I am the goal. I think you need therapy. (laughs) And it's a good thing (laughs) that we're going to talk
1: about betterhelp.com.
0: Well, did you know that BetterHelp will assess your needs, match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and that you can start communicating with the therapist in under 24 hours?
1: I did. And I know BetterHelp is not a crisis line or self-help. Rather, it's a professional counseling done securely on Online. the service is available for clients worldwide and you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor yep
0: you'll get timely and thoughtful responses plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room feeling embarrassed or ashamed
1: it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available
0: yeah so head to betterhelp.com slash that's Better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Relationship listeners get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash better
1: BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. And so do we. So check them out.
0: Of course, before we get out of here, I've got some shit to put on Thine's radar. Thine's? (laughs) Thine's. That's how it works. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead, medieval Russian. (laughs) So if you're listening to this on Monday uh, on DNR Studios, then Wednesday um is going to be our virtual meet and greet if you're listening to this on wednesday then tonight is our virtual meet and greet july 21st and if you're listening to this tonight oh my god turn it off and come join us (laughs) (laughs) so uh july 21st wednesday july 21st at 8 p.m tony and i are hosting our eastern standard time tony and i are are uh hosting our july uh, virtual meet and greet this is an amazing opportunity for us to say hello to you for you to get to know a little bit more about us we get to discuss the week's topic which was you know this game um and then also at the exact same time we get to like be friends don't you want to be friends with us and have some drinks and laugh although
1: there are people
0: who don't drink so that's okay too Yeah, we don't understand you, but we invite (laughs) you to be a part of this. The drinks help us to tolerate you. (laughs) Yes, right. (laughs) Uh, Just kidding. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a, it's a very fun time. So, um, we have a really good time. So make sure you join us on Wednesday, July 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, um, you can be a part of our July meet and greet. We're very excited. Sign up on our website, which is podrelationship.com dot com slash sign up Um, we will end up sending you a link on wednesday morning uh wednesday afternoon let's be honest um that will give you the login and everything to it so just be on the lookout for it the it is video but it is not recorded correct That is a good thing to make sure you let everybody know about. Um, Number two, podcast awards. Podcast awards. Podcast awards. Tony and I have been nominated for Best LGBTQ Podcast on the podcast awards, and we need your help to make sure that we win. We want to win, (laughs) y'all. So head to podcastawards.com. At the top part of there, there is a blue rectangle that helps you register uh, to be a part of the ability to vote for the podcast awards. Put in your name and information and all that good stuff and then scroll down to the lgbtq category and vote for relationship podcast we would really appreciate it we desperately want to win this year um, but we need your help to do so so get off your ass get on your computer (laughs) And vote for us.
1: I'm going to take it a step further because we need a bunch of votes to win. So not only are we asking you to vote, we're asking you to force three of your friends to vote.
0: Yeah, we totally need to do that. And and it has to be
1: three. Yeah. Any lesson, it doesn't count.
0: No. You're dead to us. You, we disown you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but don't stop listening to our show. Correct. <laughs>
0: we still need the numbers. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. Uh, yeah, so do that. Podcastawards.com and then vote for Tony and myself in the relationship to podcast under the LGBTQ category. And then make three friends do it. And then make three friends do it. And also ask your, like, you know, grinder hookups to ask them if they'll do it. That'll be fun. I mean, the term friends can be used however you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> friends with
1: Benefit Friends whose first names you don't know. Correct. Bar friends. Friends who've only seen you from behind. Hello. Oh my god. Those are your best friends.
0: the best of friends. Um, we love that. Um, and then finally, Tony and I really enjoyed tonight's conversation, right? That game is so much fun mm-hmm. and we have really enjoyed ourselves and, and the conversations that it's sparked in our relationship. And we think you'll like it as well. So head to ace dot shop. Um, which is going to be uh, Ace A C E Metaphor M E T A P H O R dot shop, and that will give you the ability to look at all of the games that uh, tonight's conversation has for you. Their card games are so much fun, spark conversation within your relationship, and give you the ability to talk as a couple. But they have the couples edition, they have a date night edition, they have the after dark edition, which is what we played. They have the relationship debate edition which i actually think i wouldn't Ooh. grab because i think that could be really cool um game night edition ladies night avi- edition self-love edition and first dates edition Ooh. so if you're just meeting someone and you really want to get to know who they are as a person the first dates edition is going to be amazing for you to do sounds as like well. there's a lot of really good ones on there's there so many so check it out ace so correct ace and you can get the tonight's conversation card game and that's it that's all we have to put on your radar this week well then you know what that's gonna do it for this week's episode thanks for tuning in to the relationship podcast part of the dnr studios network
1: be sure to follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at pod relationship don't forget to subscribe and rate us and keep listening to season four what is it marco
0: season four the quattro if you have any relationship situations that you'd like help with on an upcoming episode of the show leave us a voicemail at 903 pod shit that's 903-763-7448 you can also email us at relationship at gmail.com or submit on our website which is podrelationship.com and i promise i won't yell at you on the next episode <sighs> And be sure to check out the relationship blog on our
1: website this Friday, where I'll muse a bit further on this week's topic, which I guess I'll just like pick some cards or
0: something. Yeah, there you go. A special thank you to our Patreon members. We hope you enjoyed uh, the episode of this month's edition of Cretelli Crap. Tony and I will harass your ears next week. And remember to practice some selfless shit.